we're alive. Welcome to Let's Talk Real Life. I'm Elliot, your host. It is Monday night, guys, and we have a very interesting show tonight. Uh, that there has been a lot of discussion on the radio today on different talk shows about a particular situation that took place in Arizona with a, a homeless woman uh, was attempting to get a job, left her two kids, one six months, one two years old, in the car while she went in on an interview. And then when she returned, of course, the police was there, she was arrested, and she was placed in jail. So tonight's topic is should she have gone to jail? Should she be put in jail for what she did? I want to hear you, listen, I want to hear your comments tonight. Give me a call. The number in the studio is 252-435-2176. With me tonight, man, listen, listen, is my right hand, Miss Kim McLeish. Kim, how you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm good. All right. Praise God. Listen, so let's go ahead and get started, man. Let's you guys know, man, our foundation of scriptures, Isaiah 118. It says, come now, let us reason together, says the Lord, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow, though they're red as crimson, they shall be like wool. Let me encourage all of our listeners. Guys, hey, remember, man, listen, next Sunday, I'm sorry, this Sunday, this Sunday, April 6th, man, we will be launching a brand new segment of Let's Talk Real Life, man, called Real Life Tips, where we're going to be, listen, where we're going to do our very best, man, to encourage, inspire Listen and 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 educate you on on different topics, man. You know, just little little snippets of things that I, I hope is going to encourage you, that I hope will inspire you, and that I hope will also inform you of some things that that may be beneficial to you as well. Uh, we're gonna do. Listen, we're gonna be doing this segment of the show the first Sunday of every month. It's only about fifteen minutes long. The first portion of the show where we where we can kind of do some do some tips, some things that be beneficial to you. I hope you check it out. Again, the first Sunday of every month. Right now, I'm doing these tips on my Facebook page. I'm also doing them on Twitter. So if you want to check out what I'm doing already, go to my Facebook page, man. Listen, follow me on Facebook. Hook up with me on Twitter. I, listen, I would love to hear from you. I want to hear your comments. I want to hear what you have to say. Uh, so listen, so look, search for me on Facebook, man, Elliot Hoskins, or Let's Talk Real Life. Search for me. You can find me. Listen, and hook up with me on Facebook and or follow me on Twitter. Also, man, you can hook up with me on, as well on Instagram and LinkedIn if you choose to do so. All right? Uh, let me encourage all of our listeners, man, please go to my website. The website address is www.ehinc.co. Go to the website, man, and listen. And while you're there, please, man, make a donation. Sow a seed into the ministry to help us keep doing what we're doing right now. Listen, we need your help. We need your support, and we definitely need your prayers. So go and sow a seed into the ministry. If you like what you're hearing, listen, because I know this is different than what you've ever heard before. I know this is something that, that's a little unusual, sometimes sometime a, little, a little unorthodox, and sometimes very challenging, and sometimes it may even offend you in some cases. That's okay. That's, listen, there's nothing wrong with being offended every once in a while. There's nothing wrong with having your toes stepped on every once in a while. You know, so don't, don't take it the wrong way and say, hey, you know, I can't stand on people. You know, that's fine. Listen, you're not going to like everybody. Everybody's not going to like you, and everybody's not going to agree with you. So, But listen, but let's reason together, as Isaiah 118 says. Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. What I like about, listen, what I like about the show is that, we, that we're able to have brisk conversations, whether we agree or disagree, but we're able to have brisk conversations, and we can discuss and, and put in or give our point of view, and hopefully in the course of us doing that, you will learn something or something will be revealed to you and you will see something maybe in a different light. All right? So please go to the website. Make a sow a seed, man. Please sow a seed. Pick up what am I Listen, pick up a Let's Talk Real Life t-shirt. Uh, pick up a t-shirt. Pick up a Let's Talk Real Life wristband. And also, man, while you're there, please order a copy of my book. The book is entitled The Equipped Servant Prepare for Service. Go, please, pick up a copy of the book. And as I told you guys before, man, I'm, I'm extremely excited. We will be launching the brand new website here, man, for, for Let's Talk Real Life or for EH. I'm going to be launching the brand new website, man. I'm excited. It looks really good, man. It's not, it's not quite ready yet. Uh, but once we launch it, man, listen, we're going to do a launch party right here on the show, man, about the website. I really want you guys to check it out, to go take a look at it, man, see what's there. Uh, again, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm creating a blog page. I'm going to be blogging. About certain things, man. There's gonna be video up there from uh, from uh, things, a message from me. There's also gonna be past shows gonna be up there, so you can actually go to the website and hear past shows if you miss them. Uh, so you can do that as well. 
you know what? And something I, I, I sometimes forget to do. Let me let you guys know. If you missed the show tonight, now sometimes I forget to do this. If you missed the show tonight or whatever night it is, then it will be rebroadcast tomorrow afternoon at 1 p.m. on GregoryGospel.com. So if you missed the show tonight, and I hope you don't, but if you do, it will be rebroadcast tomorrow afternoon at 1 p.m. on GregoryGospel.com. So you can go to GregoryGospel.com and check out the show. It'll be rebroadcast tomorrow at 1 p.m. Listen. Go, listen, call a friend, call an enemy, call your girlfriend, call your homeboy, call your baby mama, call somebody and say, listen, tune in to Let's Talk Real Life tonight, man, because they are talking about something that's extremely interesting. And it's, listen, and it's an ongoing situation. It's not old. I mean, it's relevant. It's happening right now. So we want to talk about that tonight, all right? So let's go ahead and get started, man. As I told you guys earlier, tonight's topic is something I, I, I heard on the radio myself. I heard this myself on the radio. It was in the, I initially heard it on the D.L. Hughley show, and they were talking about this woman. She is a homeless mother of two, and she went for a job interview, and she left her two children, one six months, one two years old, and she left them in the car. And, of course, you know, if, if you, leave a, you leave small kids in the car, uh, what's normally going to happen is somebody's going to see them, um, and somebody's going to call the police. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, someone heard the kids crying. They called the police. Of course, I mean, uh, you give a little bit of detail. That they said the, uh, the, the police said that the windows were, were, were slightly cracked so air can get in, but she left them in the car by themselves while she went on a job interview. Now, this is a homeless woman, homeless mother, trying to find a job, and, but in, in, in return, she, of course, she was arrested, and he is, the kids were, were, were placed in DSS or social service. I won't say DSS, but social services, and, uh, and she was placed in jail. So the question tonight is, I'm not asking you should she have gotten arrested because I agree she should have gotten arrested. I agree with that. I'm a law enforcement officer, and you cannot leave kids in a car and not suffer some consequence. Well, you should, she should have got arrested. But my question is, should she go to jail? That's my question. So give me a call tonight. The number in the studio is 252-435-2176. All right, Kim, let's go ahead and get started. Okay. All right, so now we we... We, we've had some very brief comments, some brief, brief, I'm going to say brief, some very brief responses on Facebook. Of course, let me give you guys my opinion. This is my opinion. Uh, again, as a law enforcement officer, uh, I believe that she shouldn't have, she should not have gone to jail. Now, let me tell you why I say that. Not because what she did wasn't wrong. Not because she, not because she didn't break the law. Because she did. She should have, she should have been arrested for it. But my, but my, again, my, my opinion is she shouldn't have gone to jail. Now, the reason why I say that is because the law allows us as officers to solve pro- people's problems if we possibly can. In my, in my agency, we have something called uh, a code of conduct. That's what it's called. It's called a code of conduct. And we got six things that fall upon the code of conduct. The first thing is, is uh, prevent crime. Number two is protect life. Number three is apprehend suspects. Number four is be lawful. Number five is act fair and impartial. And number six is solve the community's problems. That's number six. Solve the community's problems. Every law, every law enforcement agency goes by a code of conduct. And normally they're, they're similar. And I'm not saying exactly what our ones are, but normally they're similar. One of the, one of the, one of the things, no matter how it's worded, it says solve or do something to help the community with their problems. Ours says solve the community's problems if you can. And so, again, uh, the, the law, again, has, listen, has anyone ever seen uh, the scales of justice or, or, or Lady Justice? You know, she's a, a statue with a woman with a blindfold on, and she has the scales in her hand. The, uh-huh. reason, why, the reason why she has a blindfold on, because, law, because justice or the law is supposed to be blind. It's supposed to treat everybody the same, whether you're rich or whether you're poor. That's what's a, that's the reason why she's blindfolded. But the the other issue is that is that is that laws don't have conscience. The law doesn't have a conscience. What has a conscience are the people that's supposed to be that are supposed to enforce the law. That means lawyers, judges, law enforcement officers. They're the ones who're supposed to have a conscience, and they're the ones who're supposed to look at the situation and make a determination based on not just what was done, but also to look at why it was done. That's the, that's, that's the whole concept behind law. So that's the reason why I'm saying, should she have been charged with it? Yes. 
Should it go on her record? Yes, even though it's, it, it, it may hurt her. But should she go to jail? No. I think we should look at ways to solve the problem instead of creating another problem. That's my opinion. I want to hear yours. Call me. All right, Kim, let's talk about it. May I give my opinion? Please. I just said let's talk about it. I think she should go to jail. Okay. And I say that for the mere fact that if we excuse her actions based on compassion, it's gonna, it, we're going to have to do it for other things. She knew that she could not have someone watch her kids. If she got a job, what was going to happen with those kids? If she didn't have enough time for someone to watch her kids for the interview, why not say, look, I have two kids. I don't think any employer is going to be so hard-hearted. They're going to say, well, if you can't come now, well, you just can't get the job. I don't believe that. There should have been something in place. And as a mother, being responsible for two kids, six months and two years old, you felt it was better to leave them in a hot car whether the window was cracked or all the way down. It doesn't matter. How is that safe for those kids? This is not a chance that I'll get the job, everything's going to be hunky-dory, but what if those kids had died? Will we still be having this conversation? Oh, no, she yes. shouldn't be in jail. She was trying to better herself. Yeah. I that, think we should be having a conversation. It just be a different outcome. Exactly. So why excuse the fact that they didn't die? Because they didn't die, she's okay to not go to no. jail? Well, I don't think it's, I don't think we're going to excuse, I don't think we should excuse it, no. But I think we should look at other ways to deal with it. Not, I mean, not excuse the, uh, 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 her decision, but look at other ways to deal with it. Because again, if, if her, if her reasons for doing, and again, uh, and guys, understand this right here. Whenever you look at something from, a, a distant viewpoint, and the thing about that is, if we don't have all the facts, so we were not there, we don't know exactly what took place in her life, because a bunch, I mean, I mean, again, even though I posted this on my Facebook page, it's been posted on other Facebook pages as well, and a lot of people have made different comments about it. Uh, uh, people make comments, like, just like Kim is making right now, uh, people ask questions, where, is her, where, where was your father, uh, could she have gotten somebody to watch the kid, um, and, but again, we can only, we can only base our opinions on what we know, what we know at hand. And I don't know if there was a father. I did, I don't know. I don't know what the temperature was in Arizona, but it was Arizona, so you can take, you can, you can probably take, pretty, be pretty sure and say it was probably warm in Arizona. Okay? Uh, I don't know whether or not there was a relative. What I do know, according to the police report, she was homeless and living in her car. So, if I just take from that, then I would, then I would have to, I would have to surmise there's a possibility that there was no family. Because if there was, maybe she shouldn't be homeless and living in her car. Uh, I'm gonna have to also surmise that there was no father. Because if there was a father, I think maybe she would have at least, at least enough common sense to take him to the father and not put him in the car. And so I think just by, just by reason of deduction, some things we can eliminate based on what we don't know or what we don't see or what's not, or what was not spoken of. Well, uh, but what we do know is she had the wherewithal to apply for a job. Hmm? No, there's a possibility she may have to interview for that job. And hmm. when whomever called her to say, can you come in for this interview, she had enough time to say, well, I need to find someone to watch my kids. Did they call her at 9 and said, you got to be here at 10, so they didn't give her enough time to find someone to watch her kids? There, I mean, you can't excuse the fact that she had a lot more options than we want put out there because we're thinking, well, she's homeless. She lived in a car. She went to an interview. Yes, she did all those things. Great. But still, she put two children in jeopardy mm -hmm. for interview. Mm -hmm. And she could have just simply mm -hmm. said, I need to either reschedule or I need to have someone watch my kids and talk with people. Communication. Ask questions. I have two small kids. Can I come in with the kids? Can I... Give me time to find someone to watch my kids. Mm -hmm. Come on, people. You know what? I, again, again, listen, guys. We 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 had our first break. We can take a break real quick. Uh, what we do, man? Check out this song, man. The song is by James Fortune. The song is in, the song is called "Live Through It." Listen, this is a listen. This is I, this is interesting. I'm 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 really enjoying this, man. I want to hear your comments. Call us tonight, man. What are your thoughts on this? Do you think she should have gone to jail or not? 
Do you think there should be some other some other solution that could, that could that someone could have come up with? I don't know. You tell me what you think. Call me. The number in the studio is two five two four three five two one seven six. We'll be right back after this song. This is James Fortune. The song is called "Live Through It." In this life, you will have trouble. You can't avoid it. You can't get around it. But you can live through it.
Taylor was arrested on a felony child abuse charges after Scottsdale police discovered her two kids, aged two and six months old, in a locked car. It says Scottsdale police responded after a witness reported the child crying from inside a Dodge Durango parked at an office complex on March 20th. The police said that two children were left alone in the car with the engine off and the windows slightly cracked. It said the car was left parked and the sun and all the doors were closed. It says Arizona family reports that the kids had already been in the car for 30 minutes when police arrived. Police said 35-year-old Taylor returned uh, from her job interview about 45 minutes after police came to the scene. She said she didn't have anyone else to care for the kids while she was on an interview at an insurance company. She was upset. This is a sad situation all around. Uh, she said she was homeless. She needs a job. Scottsdale Police Sergeant Mark Clark told KPOH she said, obviously not getting the job. Uh, uh, so it's just a sad situation. Taylor was arrested on two felony counts of child abuse. She remains in jail, and her children have been put in the custody of Child Protective Services. It said Taylor's arrest has spurned an online fundraising drive to help her legal expenses, according to WTOP. At time of the writing, time of writing on Friday, uh, it had more than 975 supporters and raised more than $27,000, three times more than, than the $9,000 goal. The fundraising sites acknowledge that Taylor's made a terrible mistake, but urges compassion. Right. So, let's go ahead and get back into it. Let me, again, let me encourage all you guys who are listening tonight. Give me a call. I want to hear your, I want to hear your opinion, your thoughts on this situation. Again, the number in the studio is 252-435-2176. Again, that number in the studio is 252-435-2176. Uh, Kim, again, your point is well taken. Uh, it's just that I think, I think as a law enforcement officer, we have, we have a duty if we can to help solve problems, not just, not just arrest people. Again, that's what, that's what I was taught in, in all the criminal justice classes I've ever taken. And, uh, and so I just think in this case, uh, and, and, and this is not, this is, listen, this is not an isolated incident. There are a lot of people going through just like she went through. And I don't, I don't think no one is, is, is saying she should not have been arrested. I don't think no one is saying she shouldn't have to uh, suffer some consequence. I think the, the point that I've heard so far is, is should the consequence be she go to jail, being that she's already attempting to try to get herself out of the situation she's in right now. Again, and, and being a law enforcement officer and being in a similar situation myself, uh, I had a, I had a father, and, and he, he was a father of five kids, five little kids, that he was raising on his own. And he, uh, he had, he, it was his, it was his check scam that came and they said, you know, I know, I know everybody's heard, everybody's seen him or heard him before, where you, you get a check in the mail, you get an email saying, hey, listen, you just, you, uh, you have a job, we're gonna pay you for doing some, some, uh, some distribution or whatever of inventory. Uh, here's your, here's your first week's pay. Uh, it's, it's for $2,700. Go deposit it, uh, but it, it's going to cost you nine hundred dollars or five, whatever the amount is, you know, to for, for this right here. So he got the check. Of course, he didn't have an account, so he didn't go. He didn't go. He didn't go deposit in any account, but he took it to a check cashing company and attempted to cash it. Of course, when they called it in, it was a fraudulent check, but he was charged with it. Uh, as an investigator, it it it, it, came, it came across my desk was my case. I go out and I interview the individual. I'm talking to him, and uh, of course, I mean, I'm looking at every aspect of it. I'm, I'm doing my, I'm doing a very diligent investigation. Everything he told me about what, uh, about how he got it was true. He showed me all the emails because he, he he had the presence of mind to keep all the emails. He kept the emails. I, I was able to, to take a look at everything. And one of the things one of the things he said to me, he said he said he said, detective, I'm a I'm a single parent of five kids. He said, now, I know what I did was stupid. He said, and looking back on it now, I shouldn't have done it. He said, but I got to feed my children. I'm desperate. He said, if, I, if my father wasn't alive, we'd be homeless right now. He was staying with his father, along with his other three brothers. He said, but if my father still wasn't here, we'd be living on the street somewhere. And so 
I had I had a I had a I had a a choice to make. I could have charged him. I mean, he, um, he was already he, the charge was already going in. I could have continued the charges, pressed it, took it to court because he he tried to he tried to cash a fraudulent check. But again, the law says we look for ways to solve problems if we can. When I answer the law, that's that's our code of ethics. We look for ways to solve problems if we can. And and from my perspective, putting him in jail wasn't going to solve his problem. So I didn't. And when I took it to my to my chain of command, they they they, they everybody agreed with the same thing. You know, you no. Know, in this case, putting him in jail doesn't solve his problem. Now, don't get me wrong. In 17 years, I've investigated probably some 10,000 cases. And it doesn't work the same way for everybody. That's why I'm saying, that's why, in my opinion, they should look at the circumstances and made a choice based on the circumstances what's, what was going to benefit everybody. That's why I'm saying, I don't think she should have gone to jail. I think they should look for other solutions rather than jail to solve this problem. What's your opinion? That's mine. The number in the studio is 252-435-2176. All right, Kim, let's get back into it again. Now, you mentioned that you made a, a choice not to press charges. Hmm? And you said to me on Facebook, Kim, everyone doesn't think the way you think. They are no, thinking, they but they just think mm -hmm. differently. Well, yeah. every cop doesn't do the same thing that you do. Exactly. They don't look at it and say, well, let's look at the details. What were the circumstances? How did it happen? Everyone's not going to react the same way. Every cop is not going to react the same way you do. So to say that he shouldn't have done what he did is telling me that I shouldn't think the way I think. No, I think you should think the way you think. Uh, but again, and you're right. Every cop don't do it the exact same way. But we would. But again, but that doesn't change the the the, the ideology of the law. The law says you sh you should do it that way. That's what the law tells us. We should do it the way. But you're right. Everyone doesn't do it that way, and everyone is it's so much easier. I have a lot of cases that it'll be really easy for me just to charge somebody and move on. And me because I have enough evidence to charge them. But once I start looking at the evidence and the circumstances, then 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 I, I come up with a different picture. And so you, Kim, you're absolutely right. Every cop doesn't do it the exact same way. But the theory or the ideology behind the law is that even though justice is blind, who's not blind are judges, lawyers, defense attorneys, law enforcement officers. That's who's not supposed to be blind. And we're supposed to look at things not just at face value, but we're supposed to look at things based on the totality of the law and the totality of the circumstance. That's how we're supposed to do it. Well, then I can flip right. that and say, as a mother, she should have known better that because what she did... She knew it was against the law. It is against the law to leave I your agree. children in a car. So why didn't she think about that versus, well, I got this interview. It's against the law to leave your children in the car. You're right. So what was more important? Her you're right. It is. You're right. It is. I agree with you, Kim. But we don't know if she didn't think about that. I would like to think she did think about that. I would like to think she did think about that. But, uh, and again, you're right. It's against law to leave kids in the car. And, and, and the cops should have been called. And she should have got arrested. She should have. And so I'm not. I'm not disputing any of that. My 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 comment or my thought process is there should have been another solution other than jail to solve this problem. Because again, in listen, in the judicial system, there are. I mean, we do it every single day. There are other ways to solve problems rather than incarceration. I can. I mean, it, it's actually it's actually in our. Uh, uh, standard of operation, outstanding operating procedures. Uh, we can we can write you a citation. We can do a criminal summons, which is you still charged. I can do a criminal summons, or I can give you a verbal or a written warning. Now, of course, in this case, it would not be a verbal or a written warning. Well, it, this, it, if you look at it that way, if you're going to look at it solely from the standpoint of whether or not she should or should not be in jail, she committed a crime. The alternative is take her to jail, give her a citation, whatever, release her. Now, at the same point, she broke the law. So, do mm -hmm. you 
say to her, we're not going to put you in jail, you're not going to go to prison for this, but we're going to do this, um, and, and it could be take your kids from you. Um, you got to go to some program for six months and you have visitations to your kids. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, there are other alternatives, but at the same time, she also had that option to do something other than leave her kids in the car. That's, I mean, that could, that could be true. That we don't know. Again, we're basing everything on, on what happened, as they say, Monday, Monday, quarter, Monday morning quarterbacking. We don't know what options she had. She could have uh, not gone to the interview because she had no one to watch her kids and to put them in a hot car. That, that wasn't smart. That's true. I agree with you. It wasn't smart. Uh, based, based on what the police said in this story, uh, she said that she didn't have anybody else to watch her kids. So again, I mean, I can only base base it on what she said she did or did not have. So listen, guys, we're at the top of the hour. We're gonna take another break real quick. Uh, when we do, man, I'm to check out this next song. Uh, listen, again, guys, I want to hear you, man. Give give me your opinion. Call me. I want to hear from you. The number in the studio is two five two four three five two one seven six. Should she have gone to jail or not? Should there have been other I mean other solutions to solve the problem? Again, from from my, again, I'm giving you my point of view. From my point of view, uh, I, I, yes, she should have been charged. Yes, it was wrong. Yes, she should have came up with all different, at least some different types of solutions, but she did not. So the question I'm asking tonight is, uh, should she have gone to jail? Is that, I mean, I mean, are, are we, I mean, do we become a society that, that, that eat, I mean, that, that eat our poor because they don't have the same resources that we have? I mean, is that society, I mean, is that what we come into as a society? Of course we know people make stupid choices and stupid decisions. I see it at my job. I see it every single day. They make some of the dumbest choices I've ever seen in my entire life. But as a society, as as believers in the body of Christ, I mean, do we not have compassion? I mean, is everything the hammer? Because in law enforcement for a long time, law enforcement was nothing but the hammer. That's all we, law enforcement was nothing but a hammer. That's all, that's all we were. As time is going on, we become a little more compassionate because we realize the hammer doesn't solve all our problems in society. But listen, we're going to take another break. We're at the top of the hour. Check out this song, man. This song is by Jonathan Butler. It's called I Stand on Your Word. We'll be right back after this song. I know. 
saying on your words. Mr. Elliot, uh, live 365 email, uh, out of, uh, Linwood, New Jersey says, we need to know how much time did they call her and ask her to come right away or did she have time to preparate? I guess that's something we don't know, right? I'm sorry. Say that again, Ms. Gregory. Uh, email, uh, out of Lakewood, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. A.R. White says, mm-hmm. how much time did the people who gave her the interview, did they call her and say, we have a job for you right away? Uh, you know, uh, did she have time to prepare for this interview? Okay. Uh, so, now, again, I can only base it on what I'm reading from the story. Uh, so I don't know how long she had before she knew about the interview because it doesn't say that in it doesn't say that in the police report, and so I'm not sure how long she had or how much how much time she had before she went on the interview. Uh, so that that we don't know because they didn't they didn't put that in the story. So, but that's a good question uh, for the person who sent the email. That's a really good question. Did she have time to make to make arrangements prior to the interview? Uh, all I can tell you from the story, I mean, from the report, from the report and the and the news story, is that she said uh, when they asked her uh, why didn't you get somebody to take care of your children, she said I didn't have anyone to take care of my kids. So uh, again, I don't know how much time she had, or if time would have even made a difference. I don't know. And so again, we, we we're only basing this on what we know right now. And I get listen, guys, I guarantee you. A lot more, if you follow this story, probably a lot more is going to come out later on down the road. Uh, and, and of course, we, we, we all, we, we all are definitely compassionate and have compassion for the, for children because again, uh, as, as adults, you have a responsibility to take care of your kids and to take care of them as best as you possibly can and keep them safe. I mean, that's your, I mean, that's the mandate God has given you and that's the law and that's the law that the state requires you to do whatever state you're living in. Uh, but again, from again, as, 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 a, as a law enforcement officer of 17 years, and I'm, I, I will tell you, I'm not the most sensitive person in the world. <laughs> My wife will tell you that I'm not the most sensitive person, and I will tell you this here: that being in law enforcement as long as I have, and seeing as much as I've seen, there, there, I have become a little callous in some cases, where things don't affect me the way it used to. Uh, but what I, what, what I'm trying to do is, 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 is see things from not just from a perspective of always seeing wrong, because when when you come from a perspective of always seeing wrong, you see people as always being wrong. Uh, and, and and not saying they're not wrong, but you have <laughs> you have to look at more than just what they did. Uh, I've learned now in law enforcement, I have to look at what caused them to do what they did. So that's so that's that's how, that's how I try to balance out my callousness. No, it's not just look at what they did, but look at the reasons why they did what they did. That's 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 what comes in with being an investigator. We don't we don't we, we have the responsibility to, to not just look at what they done, but hopefully come up with a reason and maybe tell a DA why they did what they did. Because that's what you that's what you go to court with. You don't go to court with just what what someone did. You must go to court with a reason why they did it. That's the reason why people get off all the time in court. Not because they didn't do it, but because of the reason why it happened. Or the reason they can come up with why you shouldn't send them to prison for what they did. That's the, I mean, that's the, I mean, that's the whole premise behind the law. Not so much if it was right or whether it was wrong. And in this case, what she did was wrong. But again, law, the laws were, were made not only to, not only to, to punish the guilty, but it's supposed to punish people equally. Now, we know that doesn't happen either. Well, if you look at the other side of that, though, Elliot, mm-hmm. and people are thinking, well, she just wanted to throw the lid on the bus. That's not the point. The point is, had she gotten someone, okay, let's not even go there. What if they decide not to press charges? And say, well, okay, we're not going to put you in jail. We know things happen, you know, but you had to be, you had to be better at making decisions. But you can't have your kids. We don't mm-hmm. think you're capable of taking care of your kids. So they didn't press charges. They're not putting her in prison. She's not going to jail. But they're taking her kids from her. Mm-hmm. Now, how is that good for the kids? 
So, I think, I, and, and I don't understand people getting all mad yeah. because they say, well, she's in jail. She ain't going to have, she won't have her, her kids. Well, they don't press charges and they take her kids. She still won't have her kids. Good point. That's an excellent point. And, uh, but again, but from, but from, from me, what I, what I would do, I would look for ways to not take her kids from her because again, you're right, Kim. If she don't go to jail, she lose her kids. It's, it's, it's a still a similar outcome. And so you're right. And so again, that's why I said, in law enforcement, you should look for ways to solve problems. Should social services be involved? Yes, they should. Should social services uh, 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 temporarily take the kids for now? I think they should. But I think they should look for ways to make sure the children stay with the mother. And, and that means you look for ways to solve this problem rather than incarceration, rather than child protective services getting involved and, and, and taking the kids permanently because now she's in a position where even if she even if she did not get charged, or I'm sorry, even if she did not go to jail, but she lost her kids, she's in a similar situation. I, I mean, if you look at what she did just from face value, you would say she's doing it to protect her kids, so her kids will not end up in the system. But now well, the kids are in the system. Then her community failed her. Her her community, the black community, failed her. If she if Somebody knows she's homeless. Somebody knew she lived in a car. Somebody knew she had two kids. Somebody knew she was trying to better herself. No one stepped out and said, look, young lady, you got a job interview. What can I do to help? The community failed her. Now she's in the system. Now the community is crying out, wait a minute, this is not right. Well, where was the community before? I agree with you. And that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying in law enforcement. That's why we're not just a hammer any longer. That's why we're looking at collaboration. That's why in my department... We are collaborating with schools, churches, uh, special interest groups. I mean, we're, we're collaborating with, with other agencies because we realize just just hitting somebody with a hammer doesn't always solve the problem. And I agree with you. Some, I mean, someone definitely failed her. But you know what, Kim? Like we said it many times on this show, she's not the only person that the, that the community or society has failed. She's not. No, and, she isn't. And, and as long as and as long as our society continue to see people. As, as, uh, I mean, as long as they continue to see people not as individuals, but as a, a case, then we're going to always be back here again talking about something, something similar but different. Well, uh, the law is not set up to look at a person as an individual. The law no, is set up to look no, at them as a member. The You're community, right. there's a church, there's, uh, people supposedly, uh, there in the community to help each other. Why didn't the church say, Hey, young lady, you're homeless. You have two small kids. What can we do? You know, it's like mm-hmm. now they want to pour all this money into her and so into her. Why didn't they do that before? Because it wasn't their problem. Now that we look bad, we want to do something. Good. I mean, I mean, that's, that, listen, that's an excellent response. Why wasn't something done prior to her going to the interview? Again, I don't know. I mean, I don't know all the answers to that, but that's, but that's, a, that's a really good question. And, and that's a question that we should be asking ourselves. Why do we wait until something happens before we show compassion? You know, why do we wait until somebody go to jail? Why do we wait until a child is killed? Why do we wait until an innocent young man is shot dead? Why do we wait until another, another young man is shot in a car listening to music? Why do we wait until a young girl is shot because she was in a car accident? Why do we wait until all these things happen before we say, oh, my God, what can we do? We are outraged. Why do we wait to the last minute before we do anything in it at all? You want to know why? This is just strictly my opinion, because as black folks, we don't want to know it until it happens, and once it happens, then we want to get everybody all worked up and (laughs) get our panties in the wad and get our faces on the TV and get our names in the paper, and it's like, where were you before this happened? As soon as they focus on the negativity in the black community, we get mad. We should be getting mad. Because there's negativity in the black community before the television camera comes, before the ass shopters and the Reverend Jesse Jackson step forward. Mm-hmm. We should be getting mad now. But no, there's no camera pointing at us, so we don't have anything. We don't want to be seen or heard. That's a good point. I mean, but, and again, you know, and Kim, I, I posted something on Facebook a couple of nights ago. I was, I was laying in my bed. And I, just knew it, and I woke up and I posted them on Facebook about about the black community supporting one another. Normally, we don't support one another. I don't care what we're doing. Normally, the black community uh, as a whole, I'm not saying 
Some people don't. But as a whole, normally the black community, we don't support one another. We always wait until until the cameras come on. We always yeah. wait until until shots have been fired. And then we're down at City Hall raising holy hail saying, Why is my son in jail? But you but something should have done should have been done when that when that son of yours was breaking in somebody's houses. Mm-mm. But normally we do these things after something happens. And I agree. Not only not only did did did, did the judicial system fail her, we failed her as a community. We failed her as believers in Christ. Because again, now we're gonna pray for her. Now we're gonna, oh, yeah. we're gonna lift her we're gonna lift her name up to Jesus. Now we're gonna do that when we should have been lifting her up when she needed help. Uh-uh. But we didn't do that. We didn't do that then. Now we're crying about it now. Oh, my point is, is not only did society fail her, the judicial system failed her. Because again, there there is a duty to be fair. Again, every 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 course I've taken in law, it, it has that same thread running through it. We have a duty to be fair. That thread runs all through. All through the judicial system. The problem is, we're never fair. It's never fair at times. A lot of times, the 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 innocent is punished. I mean, we see that from people going to people spending 15 years in prison and then they're discovering after 15 or 25 years, oh, he or she didn't do it. Huh. I just read I just read on Facebook uh, last week a grandmother a grandmother. Did 15 years in prison, and and they found out 15 years later she didn't do it. And so, yes, the system failed her. Made yes, that 30 her, some her years. Community failed her. 30 yes. some years. The church failed her. And when do we ever get tired of talking about these types of stories after the fact? Listen, let me take my last break. Mr. Greg, I thought I, I thought I heard you say something. I, that grandma was in there for three decades, over 30-some years. Over 30-some years. Yep, and the Thank same you. thing she said when she didn't go in there, that her uh, boyfriend or whatever he was made her do it, but nobody believed her. Yeah, over 30-some years. And come find out she didn't, she, didn't, she didn't commit the crime. Huh. What are you... <laughs> What do you do with your life after you've been in prison for 30 years and you didn't commit the crime? I mean, go kid somebody, just go back. (laughs) 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 I mean, come on, listen, think about it. Who's going to hire you to work anywhere? Uh. Now, I mean, we can say, oh, you know, we're we're so sorry. We're going to give her a job. A job doing what? She's been in prison. Why are we collecting money for her? She's been 30 years behind bars. There should be an outcry. There should be a a pouring in of funds to her saying, lady, you spent 32 years doing something you did not even do. do. Why are we collecting money on her behalf as well? Because it's not as big of a tearjerker. Hello. Listen, guys, we got about 10 minutes left, man. Let me, let me take a break, man. Listen, we are definitely going over our time, man, as far as breaks are concerned, man. But this is, I mean, this is a topic, man, that affects us all. Listen, uh, look, and, and, and look, again, I hope my Republican brothers are hearing because we say black folks don't want to work. Well, at least she wanted to work. She's in jail now, but at least she wanted to work. So my, my, my Republican brothers, even though, and sometimes I agree with you and sometimes I don't, please don't say black folks weren't trying to work. At least she was trying to work. All right, let's take look, let's take our last break when we do, man. Check out this song. The song is by Troy Sneed. The song is called "Lay It Down." We'll be right back after this song. I'm believing that God is going to work a miracle in your life by the end of this song. No matter what situation you find yourself in right now, just know that all you have to do is leave it at the feet of Jesus, my brother and my sister. All of your problems, all of your pain, lay it down, lay it down. All of your heartache, all guilt and shame, lay it down, lay it down. The Bible says, Cast your cares upon him, he'll hear your call. Lay it down. 
lay it down. Promise. Promise he would never leave. Not forsaken friends indeed. Lay it down. Lay it down. War cry. Got into your car, let us say it again. All of your problems, all of your pain, lay it down, lay it down, lay it down. All of your heartache, all guilt and shame, lay it down, lay it down, cast your care. We got about five minutes left, man, before the show ends. And again, listen, we've been asking you guys, man, to call in and give us your response on this issue. Again, the topic is: there was a young woman in Arizona. She went to a she was a homeless single mother. Went to a job interview, uh, left her two kids in the car, unattended, car not running, doors locked. And of course, she went in for a job interview. And when she came back, police had been called, and she was arrested, and she's in jail now. So the, so the question that we're talking about tonight was. Should she have gone to jail for what she done? Give me a call. Like I said, I got about five minutes left. The number in the studio is 252-435-2176. If you, you can also send me an email. Uh, we, just, we got a response from someone via 365 email. You can, if you want to email me, you can email me. My email address is ehoskins, that's E-H-O-S-K-I-N-S, ehoskins, at E-H-I-N-C dot C-O. You can email me your, your response or your comment or your question. I'll be more than happy to read on the air. Also, you can go to my Facebook page. I'm live on Facebook right now. Look at my Facebook messages. If you want to send me a message via Facebook, go to my Facebook page, man. It's Elliot Hoskins, or you can look, you can search, search me by going to Let's Talk Real Life, and you can send me your comment, your question, or whatever via Facebook. And I'd be more than happy to read it on the air on your behalf. All right. So please, I want to hear from you tonight. Like I said, we got about four minutes left. What, is, what are your thoughts on this? Can, hey, can, can I say something? Please, please do so. I'm looking at the young lady picture on Facebook, and mm-hmm. people are going to get mad at me, but, hey, this is Let's Talk Real Life. Yes, it is. Look like she got her eyebrows arched. She got her <laughs> hair looking like it's kind of straight. Uh-huh. How come she can't get a babysitter? That's a, I mean, I, I'm looking at her. I know she don't have on makeup, but she look kind of straight right now. She don't look homeless. That's actually a good point, Kim. That's really. <laughs> I mean, I, I probably look better than mine. That's actually that's actually. And she got, you know, I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> everybody want to say, oh, she's homeless. She got some hookups <laughs> somewhere. Yeah, that, that's that's actually a real, really good point. Uh, uh, and, and as and as Kim said, as I look at the picture, her eyebrows are done. 
I got to say this. Her eyebrows are done. Uh, her hair doesn't look matted or nothing like that. And again, we're not saying she was living on a bridge or living, <laughs> or living in a box. So, of course, that wasn't the case. She was living out of her car. So certain things you, I mean, certain things you, you're not going to expect to see, you know. But I mean, but Kim does have a point. I mean, she does have arch eyebrows. You know, I, I'm just saying we're going to talk <laughs> real life. Let's talk real life. <laughs> I've seen some people coming for an interview. Like, really? You came in looking like that. <laughs> she came in looking kind of tight. That's what she does have a point. But listen, guys, you know what? One of the things that really concerned me about the body of Christ is that, and Kim's already, Kim's already alluded to it, is that we never seem to get upset about anything until it's too late. You know? And you know what? And not even, not just the body of Christ, even the black community. It's like, I mean, we sit and we be quiet until something happens. And then, and then, we want to jump up and down. Then we want to make, I mean, then we want to say he didn't do it, she didn't do it. You know, they didn't shoot that person or they didn't. I mean, I mean, I've heard it so many different times, but I wish, I just wish one time we would be proactive instead of reactive. Amen. I wish just, just once that we would get involved in what's going on in your community before it's burned to the ground. Uh. I mean, why do we have to wait till children are lying dead in the street corners before we say, let's do something about crime? Let's educate our children. Listen, I mean, I mean we see, again, I think Facebook is a wonderful tool. You know, a good friend of mine, Melvin Reed, and I hope almost Melvin is listening, but Melvin Reed posts a lot of really good stuff on Facebook where he posted a, a video that somebody, somebody posted, I guess, of some guy who just got out of prison. He stripped down the number of draws, and he he jumps up on the hood of, on the on the on the hood of somebody's car, and starts jumping up and down. I don't know <laughs> if the brother is high. I don't know what he is, but I'm thinking, is this fool crazy? You know. And of course, the caption that Melvin put up there is 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 obviously he don't realize that that a lot of us came over on slave ships. <laughs> obviously, he don't realize. But a whole lot of us did not make it across the ocean. But here he is with no pants on, jump on the hood of somebody else's car that he don't even know. <laughs> he was glad to be out. Just glad to be out, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but again, but again, I mean, th- these types of things are things that we should see. But why do we have to wait to see it on, and see a video of some fool in the parking lot look like us jumping on the hood of somebody's car saying, and, and look, his homeboy's going, yo, cuz, yo, cuz, get down, cuz, get down, cuz. <laughs> no, you don't know these people. Get down, cuz. I mean, why does that have to happen before we look at them, look, before we look at our own people and say, you know what, what is wrong with you? Come on, y'all. Uh, Come I on. think we get, it, we get embarrassed because we are seen in such a negative light and when something like this young lady happened, you know, is, is brought to light, we get embarrassed. So our immediate reaction is, no, we're not going to let them take her down. We're going to fight. We're going to help her out. It's like we shouldn't have to be embarrassed to, in order for us to react. That's true. And, and, and that's, a, that's an excellent point. But you know what? Sometimes, Kim, it seems like we have to get embarrassed before we do anything. You know, there has to be a Trayvon Martin. You know, before we say, oh, let's, let's, what's going on in Arizona? You know, there has to be, you know, a uh, 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 Jordan Davis before we say, what's, hold on, what's going on? I guarantee you, Elliot, and I say, I, I shouldn't say guarantee, but I, on the news, some white family is thinking, couldn't, she couldn't have nobody watch her kids? Nobody, she knew no one? You know, they're, they're thinking that. They're saying, wow, you know, she, she couldn't have just, you know, went to a neighbor and say, hey, neighbor, or, you know, this is what they're thinking, and this is why we get embarrassed, because it's like, yeah. y'all tripping, y'all can't just help this lady while she's going on a job interview? Come on, black people. Right. Listen, and, and, and Kim, you're right, and black folks don't get mad when they say, when people say, look at them people. Okay, thank you. Don't get mad when they say, look at them people, they only help their own out. Don't get mad, because guess what? It's true. Mm. So don't get mad when somebody say it. And if you do get mad, I hope you ho- I hope your anger causes you to do something. 
instead of just saying, you know, you can't talk to me like that. You can't treat us like that. Come on, y'all. We're killing our own. We Listen, we are killing our own, and then we are eating our young. Uh-uh. Listen, my time is up, man. The show is called Let's Talk Real Life from Elliot, man. Listen, please, go to the web- go to my website, man. Website address is www.ehinc.co. Please, and while you're there, please sow a seed. I, listen, I implore you, sow a seed. Again, I know this is good ground. I know we're doing good work here.